So I'm here with Tom. Uh, Tom, do you want to just introduce yourself and a bit of background to the company? Sure. Uh, so I'm Tom Hachewski. I run a company called The User Story. Uh, we are a product design research and strategy firm. Um, we've been going for about seven years and basically we work with uh, all sorts of different companies, but basically digital products. So we work with um, startups that don't have anything and we're helping them to sort of see what the vision is and how they're going to, um, you know, get this into market and produce their MVP and start to scale it out right the way up to big multinational, um, you know, well-established products. How, how big is the term? I mean, you've been around seven years. Are you relatively small and nimble? Are you quite big? Seven years, seven people. So we're up to, we're up <laughs> what to are seven you? people. It's not quite been as, you know, one person per year, but roughly that, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and um, the sort of the size of projects, I mean, we, we tend to work with all sorts of different things, really. So um, we're quite lean and quite agile and um, we're very we're very sort of tight with what we actually do. So we don't tend to do anything outside of product strategy and, and design and research. So um, anything else, anything marketing focused or sort of SEO, PPC, web design, all that kind of stuff, we just don't touch. We don't even do development in the house either. So it's, yeah, really, really tight. So you stick in your swim lane, very lean, That's very it. focused. Um, yeah. I, I would guess say say no or no, but we know somebody who does quite a lot. That's exactly it. We play really <laughs> nicely with lots of other companies. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If anybody ever needs anything, we we know who to who to put them in touch with. Yeah, we'd much rather partner with really really good people uh, than try and do everything ourselves. The big question, I guess, is. From your point of view, just thinking back across seven years that you've been in business, like what would you define as the, the single biggest mistake that you think was was made either by you or by the business? I, I guess, you know, I'm talking to a lot of founders, so by proxy, actually, it is by you. But, you know, what, what's the biggest mistake that you 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 felt over that time? It's a really interesting question, this. We... I mean, every business makes mistakes. And I think mistakes are only big mistakes if you don't learn from them. And I think we've been really lucky, actually, that um, anytime we've we've gone a bit wrong, we've been able to look at what we did, reassess it, <laughs> do something different next time. So we've, we don't really have any major, major mistakes that we've made over the last seven years that have set us astray or sort of put any massive massive pressure on the business but one thing i i think um we definitely did do wrong was in hiring so i think this is one of the things you know i i don't really um consider myself to be a business owner i i do what i do which is user experience and product design and i happen to run a, a company with different people in it like that's that's yes. what i do i think a lot of people find that that's that's where they find themselves you know they start doing something they love and they end up running a company it's not really something they they meant to do i'm definitely one of those people i think because of that a lot of those things that come with running a company are the things that i just don't i don't understand i don't really know how to 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 do and i've had to learn them over time so in that i've made lots of mistakes and i've had to recalibrate as i've as i've gone along um but hiring is one of those things that i think you know you have to get right and if you get it wrong the impact is much more than just that that person you know the impact of that person's attitude or the way that they approach their work or the mistakes that they make or whatever you know even if it's just the wrong fit for the company and all those sorts of things 
that impact stretches much, much wider than just that person. It affects everyone else in the team. It obviously can affect your bottom line. It affects your clients. Um, the entire dynamic of the company can just change. And so I think that's where we've made big mistakes. And I, I can think back to you know one or two instances where we were just in a bit of a panic because we knew we had too much work coming up. And you know we'd said yes to a few too many things and we just needed to have someone in the door. And rather than go out and find a freelancer or something like that, we thought, no, we want to we want to build a sustainable company. We want to have people on board who really believe in, in what we do, believe in the values of the company. And we want to find someone that, you know, that will stick with us. And so I think that that is fine. But when you're also under pressure to try and get work out the door, some of those decisions that you make in hiring are then rushed. And I think we've definitely done that once or twice where we've brought people in and they just weren't right. We've done it because we needed them in because we need, just needed stuff to be done, they were completely wrong for the company. Um, that impact was felt pretty wide. I mean, you know, it, it affected morale across the whole team. Uh, we had people who were, you know, um, pretty upset actually at, at stages because they just didn't share the values that other people shared. Um, they didn't collaborate very well or they didn't, um, you know, they didn't really push themselves or push other people or really understand how to work in the team, though perhaps a little bit more junior, those sorts of things. Um, so, yeah, I think that's definitely probably one of the biggest mistakes we've made. Um, I'd like to think I've learned a lot since then. But um. <laughs> Well, I, I was going to say, it's interesting what you say, because I see this a lot in agency scaling and org structures. But one of the things that you mentioned, and I've kind of I kind of got what you were saying, especially in a small team, that genetic makeup, that fit of a person can completely disrupt a business or not. But the other interesting thing that you kind of said as, as you went along was, you know, it was down to demand. So mm. you had a supply demand challenge. Um, and I'm guessing like, you know, there were a lot of plates spinning, which made that mistake or risk even worse because you needed somebody to hit the ground running not only that would fit in the team and understand the ways of working and, and know how to do their job but actually be able to grasp a project or get involved as one of the resource pool and and get on with it so it's almost like you had a double whammy you know that 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 challenge of finding a good a person that's a good fit normally but then when you've got that 11th hour clock ticking it makes it even worse because yeah. everybody's naturally stressed anyway and then suddenly you've got this this kind of bad apple, I guess, and it creates a real problem. Yeah, and it's not their fault. You know, they if they've come into the team because you've hired them, it's your fault. Like you've you've made that hiring decision, yeah. And they not might not be right for the team, but you've decided they are, and all that sort of stuff. So it's not really their fault. But yeah, the impact that they have, again, like I say, it's so wide. You know, it's not yeah. just the team even. And, you know, you imagine the impact on those people when they realize, actually, this person is just not getting this. They're not pulling their weight or they don't understand or they can't learn or whatever. You know, whatever the issue you have, that one team member affects the work, but it also affects those people who then have to put in extra time or extra work on training that person or on, you know, actually redoing work or having to pick up projects that they weren't expecting. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just so devastating if you get it wrong. Um, but it's also one of those things that people don't really teach. You know, it's not something that I was ever taught. I don't, I don't know how to hire. I've had to learn how to hire because yeah. it's not something that you're really ever taught. And, you know, there's not really any good um, articles about this either. I don't think there's not, you know, there's not much you can read about 
hiring really, really good people because it's mostly sound bites. It's mostly stuff that people say, which is very aspirational. But actually, unless you have lots of really good stuff in your business already. So, yes. you know, one of the things that we are really good at actually at the user story is our, our culture. And it's all based around four values. And those, those actually we should have built into our hiring process. And we realize that once we've made these mistakes, but you know, you have to kind of trial and error these things. You have to almost go through <laughs> those mistakes before you realize, yeah, okay, we should have brought that forward. We should actually, when we were interviewing people, when we were talking to people, we should actually have been looking at our values and seeing yeah. how, how much they were reflecting those values. Yeah. So, I mean, aside from the, the, I mean, the, the likely impact on the business, the impact on the projects, client relationships within the team itself, you know, that kind of fractiousness of, oh God, I've got to, you know, help this person or I've got to do this person's work on top of my work and all the rest. As, uh, from the point of view of a business owner, what impact did it have on you as well for that period? You know, I suppose business and personally, was it a very stressful time trying to deal with that? Yeah, very much so. I mean, the... I think that obviously there's business impacts of, you know, the the work that's have, having to be picked up. You know that you're having to re-coordinate um, other people. You also probably have to rehire or find someone else to, to help sort of plug the gap. Um, there's a big monetary aspect to this as well. If you, you know, most companies aren't running with absolutely massive budgets when they're at our size of sort of five to seven people. If you make a hiring decision and you've got a set amount of money to hire that person, you really want that to work out because that's money you can't really afford to just yeah. spend on someone for six months only for the, it to not go anywhere. So that was is, is never good. I mean, from a personal perspective as well, I feel this very um, viscerally in myself. I mean, I, you know, I want everyone to do well at the user story. We have, you know, like I say, really good culture, and we we also provide lots of autonomy to people. So we we provide a good environment for people to do their best. I really feel it when people don't, you know, they're not able to do that, or they just don't fit us very well. I feel like that's a decision that has fallen to me, and I've made it incorrectly. Um, you know, I feel like either I should have gone with my gut, and I didn't, and mm -hmm. um, you know that that has happened many times where I thought yeah, that just wasn't a good decision. I made it based on a brain thing rather than a sort of in my gut thing. Yeah. And it's not worked out well. So I feel that very personally. And, and certainly over the last two years, you know, when you've got this sort of the pressure of things like the cost of living rising and the pandemic, obviously over the last couple of years, business owners have had huge amounts of pressure anyway. So when actually things like this go wrong, yeah, I and mean, it's just compounding. And yeah, the, the sort of impact on your mental health, I think, as a business owner is just enormous. Because yeah. to think that you've then got to, you know, another problem to deal with, and it's a significant issue. I mean, it's just exhausting. So yeah, I mean, I, I felt it pretty, uh, pretty heavily. And um, yeah, it was it was stressful. Yeah, it is tricky, isn't it? Because it's not like, oh, some of our gears going out of date, we're going to go and buy some new hardware, or mm. we're going to change some of the ways of working that we've got it's a personal thing and as you say as human beings we're all dealing with the journey that we're on and the situations that we're put in but when you have somebody that struggles or is a bad fit for whatever reason it kind of feels like a, a little bit of a, a, a drawn out drowning process and you, yeah. you you know you've got to take responsibility as the owner for actually having that situation but you're dealing with another human being and and, and that's difficult yeah.
That's whenever. absolutely it. Yeah, I could completely agree. And I think, I mean, business owners don't cut ourselves enough slack, to be perfectly honest, because, you know, when you're dealing with a computer that's, that's broken, you can go into a MacBook shop or, you know, an Apple, Apple store and pick up a new MacBook like that. And it's fine. Yeah. You just you understand how that thing works. It's very mechanical. Human beings are bags of squishy meat and electrical <laughs> impulses and chemicals. Yeah, yeah. Like it, They're impossible to work out because every single bag of chemicals and electrical impulses that you get in front of you is different. They all work differently. They all have things that inspire them and motivate them and frustrate them. And, you know, you have to somehow be be able to understand that very, very quickly and understand whether you're going to be able to deal with that bag of, of meat for the next three to five years potentially or, or or much longer and so I think that's really difficult when you know choosing friends takes a while sometimes <laughs> and yeah all that kind of stuff and you've got to you've got to work with these people for a long time it's really difficult and um yeah I, I think business owners we need to cut ourselves a bit more slack this stuff is is difficult sometimes you are going to make those mistakes mm-hmm. I think just trying to reduce the risk in knowing what actually matters when you're hiring people and a lot of that is going to be what what is the fit what is their you know do their values match your values do they understand what the company is trying to do do you feel like they're going to be motivated working with you and do they get your message and all those sorts of things actually if you can get that stuff right then actually the other conversations around skills and stuff are much easier it's that sort of squishy emotion stuff that's quite tricky yeah i agree i i think the the technical skills, depending on the the level at which somebody's coming into a company, and whether you've got you know some kind of, of training program, apprenticeship, shadow system, whatever, a lot of the stuff, some of the fundamentals you would need for certain roles, but a lot of the technical stuff, a lot of the you know kind of producer technician stuff, are actually things that can be trained up into people. The softer stuff, you know how they yeah. were, how they grew up how they experience the world, how they interact with people, um, their personalities, their behaviours, their traits, their, you know, upsides and downsides. Those are, are much harder, softer, non-tangible things to, yeah. to try and deal with. So with that kind of <laughs> mistake hitting you, um, what was the solution? I mean, uh, uh, I, I'm assuming now from what you've said that you, you kind of adjusted to that, but you, now you have a, a more robust process in place for for future hire yeah we do so um i think we realized that we were hiring based on what we reckoned they could do rather than who they who we reckoned they were and so now we actually have our values as part of our hiring process so our values are really important to us anyway we we built them into most aspects of the business so anytime we have a a catch-up with anyone on a sort of one-to-one or a quarterly review or anything like that the values are a really big part of that we you know we so we assess people's performance on them we also um give people high fives virtual high fives that are based on their you know sort of behaviors and things that that sort of reflect the values um, we've built that into our hiring process. So as part of the initial assessments, when we're looking at new people, um, we look at whether or not they meet our values. We look at evidence that they can provide that shows that they get what the values are, but also they they live them and they believe them. Um, it's a little bit trickier because it's not like, you know, here's a coding test or here is, you know, how would you do this bit of marketing? We're actually asking, how do you learn how do you work within a team? What's actually important to you when you're working in a team? Um, you know, those quite tricky questions, but they, they're designed to assess those values. The other thing we do is we don't reactively hire. So we're, we're now 
proactively hiring when we're not actually looking for people what we want to do is just speak to people in the industry um it's quite a difficult industry for us to hire in anyway because there aren't many people particularly in the area I mean we're based in in Norwich we like to have people around sort of geographically yep. relatively close because it's nice to meet people every now and again even though we're remote first um so yeah it's it's quite tricky for us to hire people anyway because not many people have really done product design or, or strategy those sorts of things but um we are going out and we're just talking to people about you know whether in the future this might be a place they might like to work and we're talking to them about the sorts of things they they've done and um how they do it and we're tracking them as they're sort of working in other companies and um we want to see where they go and what sort of what sort of work they do so it's much more proactive it's much more conversation based everybody in the team is sort of doing that as well if they kind of if they've spotted someone at a networking event or someone that they've talked to maybe a friend of a friend they might say oh actually yeah it'd be really interesting to hear about what you're up. and it's and it's just to learn more about how they work so when we do have a role in six eight twelve months we can ring them and say that we've got the the role for you here we know that you're the right person for us you get us we get you just come and work for us so i think that um and that's helped us hire the last three people i think that we have come I, I, into I, the team i, so. I, I think it, yeah there's a genius approach i mean there's a double whammy in that i guess um one around the kind of you know knowing your culture knowing the fit knowing what you want that genetic makeup to be yeah. the second one is that constant matchmaker thing i think the worst place that agencies can be is oh crap we've got a client that's going to pay us you know a quarter of a million dollars to do this project we're missing three developers and two designers and blah 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 and we start on monday right <laughs> <laughs> you know that like instantly the pressure is on to try and find people and chances are you're not going to find them easily you're going to either cut corners or get stressed and all the rest it's just a horrible experience so that thing of just constantly being in communication with people that are moving in the industry or maybe people that are just starting out that in a year's time might be an, a, 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 an interesting place but having the time to establish the relationship getting to know the person before the skills is is a huge one i think that's a, a very very clever way of actually molding a really good solid team and the nice flip side is you get to meet people in other companies that are doing cool stuff and you know we're, we're very collaborative with other companies and i think i think most companies know that people in their teams are going to move. They're going to move to other teams. You're going to get people from other teams come to you. That's just the nature of the sorts of work that we do, right? It's, that's just the industry. So I think um, that that kind of, it still works and it's still okay. Um, but yeah, I think it's nice because you're still, you're out in the community, you sort of have a, a rough idea of what people are working on. You're just meeting nice people. So it's a good thing to do anyway. What advice would you have given yourself back then to ideally have avoided the mistake in the first place? Great question. So, um, yeah, I know this one, this is easy. So <laughs> it took us five years to actually write our values down and then start doing something with it. We roughly knew what our values were. When we did our values workshop, I'd planned a whole two hour thing and we were gonna post it, know all this stuff and all this kind of stuff. We'd done it in half an hour because everyone just went, oh, well, these are what I believe our values are. <laughs> we stuck them all together, found four and went, well, that's it. Like it, everyone was already in the team who who lived the values. And that was kind of great because it, it, it showed that we knew that we were roughly living them anyway, mm. but we should have formalized that so, so much earlier. So I, I tell people, you know, if you're starting a business, first three months, 
to get your values down. Really get get down what you believe, mm-hmm. what drives you, what motivates you, what the company believes. You know what everyone in that company is pushing towards, and what what you all should be collectively doing. If you get that down day one, build that into your hiring process, you won't have a problem because that is what you is what drives you in everything. But it should also be what the people that come to join your company will drive as well. So yeah, I would absolutely go back. I'd have formalized that first day, <laughs> done, easy, no problem. Yeah. Where can people find out more about you? Um, so we're online at theuserstory.com. Um, I am the hacksaw on Twitter uh, because obviously my last name is Hachevsky and no one can ever say that. So um, I, I, I didn't I didn't even try. You noticed I just I noticed Tom. Yeah. I noticed, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, I don't blame you. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so I'm the Hacksaw on Twitter or the user story. Basically, search for the user story and you'll, you'll find us online. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, once this video goes out as well, I'll, uh, I'll drop a link to your various handles. Tom, thanks so much for your time. It's been an amazing session. I hope people have found it useful. Uh, watch out for the next one coming out soon.